Who are you calling? I'm going to report their asses, sons of bitches. And you actually believe that they're going to take anything that you have to say seriously. Do you have any idea how that felt? To have that pig's hands all over me, and you just stood there, and then you apologized to him? I mean, what did you want me to do? Get us both shot? They were going to shoot us on Ventura Boulevard. Pathetic. Yeah, well, maybe you would have been satisfied with just being arrested. No, I get it. Much better to have him shove his hand up my crotch than get your name in the paper. You know, you you finally got me figured out, because see, that's exactly what I was worried about. Oh, it wasn't? You weren't afraid all your good friends at the studio were going to read about you in the morning and realize, yeah, you know what? He is actually black. You need to calm down. No, right what I need is a husband that will not just stand there while I'm being molested. I mean, they were cops, for God's sakes. They had guns. You, you know what? Maybe I should have let them arrest your ass. I mean, sooner or later, you have got to find out what it is to really be black. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Like, you, you know, the closest thing you came to being black, Cameron, was watching the Cosby show. Yeah, well, at least I wasn't watching it with the rest of the equestrian team. Yeah, you know right? You're right, Cameron. I got a lot to learn, because I haven't quite learned how to shuck and jive. Let me hear it again. Oh, thank you, Mr. Policeman. You sure is mighty kind to us poor black folks. You be sure to let me know next time you want to finger fuck my wife. How the fuck do you say something like that to me? You, you know, you, you, fuck you. <laughs> That's good. A little anger. A bit late, but it's nice to see. Welcome. Welcome, Hi. <laughs> Another week of, uh... Of, of the Academy Award. Right. Theater. We'll be the there. Oscar Theater. We'll be there one day. One of these days. Yeah, because I'm about to get a role with Lapita. I am with you. LaPatrick. <laughs> 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 That was cool though. That was that was a good movie. That was from Crash, um, 2004. That came out. You remember that movie? I did. I watched it. I, I wanted uh, to say that it was cute, but it actually was really heart wrenching. It was. Yeah. That was an emotional movie um, based in L.A. post 9/11, and the movie really just highlighted in a very theatrical way, um, mm-hmm. you know, the racial and the social issues that we deal with in and outside of our communities. Um, and actually, here, here's a little background on that scene. The scene, that particular scene was based around the social identity theory. Um, and it's just this idea that we work to create a positive social identity to mm-hmm. maintain positive self-esteem. And in Cameron's case, his self-esteem is directly related to his public image as a director. Um, she's angry because they get pulled over by these cops. His wife. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. angry in this scene because the cop is basically, like she said, molesting her, putting his hands all over her because he realizes he has leverage on Cameron because he knows he's a TV director. Mm-hmm. And like, nigger, you ain't going to do, you know how I said, nigger, yeah, yeah. E-R. You're not going to do shit about this. And so that was pretty much the... The outcome to that, which was pretty pretty emotional, yeah, in that movie, and so like later on in the movie, she ends up getting saved by that police officer. So really cool movie, yeah. Everything was like connected. Yeah, Everybody it just shows connected. you everything kind of comes full circle, and multiple people can be connected and not even know it. Case yeah. uh, ironically, <laughs> that's what we'll be talking about later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, welcome. Yes, chickens. Welcome to the Hung Up Podcast. <laughs> where I don't know why, why is that, I said that, that, that two weeks in a row. 
Oh, I thought it had something to do with what we just ate. Oh, no. Well, I mean, welcome to the Hung Up Podcast where we can all be connected. And so, mm-hmm. therefore, we won't hang up on you. Or we are all connected. So, therefore, we ain't hanging up on y'all. Never. Never, ever. I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P. Ryan. I am P. R. Y. N. I'm Eric. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Yes. And, and you, you can, can find, find us. us. Oh, so we since today. <laughs> Well, yes. the truth is, I not, love it. I want to be. Too <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna say that? You can find us both on. Um, where can they find us on Instagram, Twitter, all that everywhere, SoundCloud, basically everywhere that you can find a no good nigga on the social medias. You can find you still, us. You still in South Africa? <laughs> well, you know every continent. Okay, right, right. but anywhere you, you can find you proved them, that on the last episode. Yes, you can find us at. Hung up pod, that's H U N G U P P O D, and you can email us. Send us your goodies. Wait. Yes, send us your goodies. <laughs> you know, because that doesn't necessarily mean nudes, that means, you know, yes, edibles you. if you make okay, them. There we go. Uh, merchandise if you want to sponsor us. Um, I don't know, free bevel products because niggas need to shave. Okay, <laughs> send us it all. Send us all and your love. Yes. And your feedback yes. <laughs> to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. Hey, Mel, if you're Latino. Because hey is G in Spanish. <laughs> what? Fine, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Wait, how's it pronounced again? Hey. <laughs> you don't go comfortable. What's skin. up with you, boy? <laughs> Everyone again, welcome to another week of the Hung Up Pod. P. Ryan, what's been up with you? Check in with me. Check I'm going to tell you what's been going on this week, but this happened today, so today's a part of this week. Okay. I was just talking about Spanish. Yes. <laughs> I was talking about Spanish, but I used another language today that I didn't, I wasn't anticipating using. You know, I'm trilingual. I speak English, I'm proficient at Spanish, but I'm also proficient at. ASL, which is American Sign Language. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> but guess how I am. So you never know what you get from the church until you actually got to use it, right? Yeah. Including memory verses. So I used to mind. Use those gifts. I used to mind and praise dance back in the day, right? And so today yes. at work, I work in like the healthcare. Wait, you was on the dance team? Yes, I was. Were you doing like the lifting? No, I was doing the movement. <laughs> I just wanted I really was. Let me tell you how, also, side note, this is a total side note. We did I Just Can't Give Up Now by Mary Mary. Yes. And they had us dressed in potato sacks and, like, chains. We did it for Black History Month. And so by the end, our chains were broken, but we were still in them sackcloth, so I don't... And what did the potato sack represent? Slavery. Okay. Yeah. Very much I guess connected to this story. In, in connected I mean, to the slavery. Episode. A potato sack sounds about right. Yeah. If we had anything at all. Yeah. Because yeah. usually we were getting our asses whipped. But yeah. from the praise dancing and the miming, I kind of was, I'm a bit proficient at American Sign Language. And by proficient, That's I mean, actually kind of lit. Low key, but and I don't really use it. Like, Well, you know, people pay to have translators. But see, that's how, just like with Spanish, that right. would fuck me up. Because once you start moving your hands all like super fast, right. I'm going to be like, gotta go. And I just signed. Gotta go. You ain't going nowhere. Not not if that check is on the table. No, you can deceive people in sign language. You ain't no good, huh? What? I'm saying, if you're getting paid Mm -hmm. to do a service, 
Why would you leave? Because I'm not like super good at the service. Like I can get by. Like oh, that's I can what you meant by proficient. And then I, was going, I know. I, was I know. Roll back now and behold you you the lamb. <laughs> I know life. I know Wait, king. <laughs> <is> life again. <laughs> I swear I saw that in Paris is burning. <laughs> life, you know. That's actually kind of lit. Yeah. I like that. Yes. I did not know you I just were proficient. Can't give up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here by God can hear okay. you whether you speak it or whether you're silent. Or whether you sign it. Hallelujah. Because yes. he made us all. But all that to say, there was a um, lady who was deaf and mute who came into um, my office today and nobody knew what was going on because nobody got an uh, uh, interpreter for her, um, which, you know, that's speaks towards encompasses on the workplace. But yeah. whatever. That said, I started like signing her name and everybody, it was like a miracle. Everybody was like, oh shit. And then we communicated, and I got her to get to her service. Nice. Yeah, but that wasn't my week. My week has just been crazy. I can't believe it's Thursday. That's when we tape. Um, I've been, like, in a book because I have a major exam coming up. Yes, it is summer. And yes, I said I'm in a book because I have a major exam coming up. Um, And then also, I just recognize some things about myself. Don't want to complain, so I don't really want to mention them. But... I realize I can either sit in my situation or I can be a bad bitch and try to get out of it. And like yesterday I was scrolling through Twitter and like the other uh, social medias. Niecy Nash, I found a video of her saying like, what you take is how you kind of show yourself how much you love yourself. And if Mm -hmm. you feel like your situation needs to change, you have the power to change it, make it happen. Literally flipped to another social media, TD Jake said the exact same thing. So I'm like, you know what, Lord? I hear you. And so I spent two more hours um, of my night last night trying to change my situation. And it's going to be changed in Jesus' name when the season is right. I'm going to just keep sowing and I will reap the harvest, okay? These dry bones will come to life (laughs) on today. And and shout out to T.D. Jakes' podcast. Um, One of the most recent episodes, he has this really deep and intimate conversation with his daughter. And it was really good so you should check out definitely got to absolutely how about you how much your week this week kind of it it was short because i feel like so much happened this week um you know and over the weekend which we'll get into a little bit later but needless to say i stay glued to the news why was something happening we'll get into that okay okay like, I was I was being a part a, a lighter skinned individual. Okay, not really light skinned, but white. Oh, okay. Because you know, like what what was going on? We'll get into that <laughs> later about all the things that have been going on. Um, but like I said, that's why I stay glued to the news. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I had a lot of tennis in this week. I just came from a game. You surely did. <laughs> um, I had a game at Drexel. And it was really good. Did you win? Well, you know what? Actually, it wasn't like a league game, um, but it was a league partner. And we just, we, we played aid. And oh. we just played sets. So he won the first one. I, I won the first one. He won the second one. Okay. Um, and then I had to get back here so we can do our thing. Yeah, we so, self-cared before we even started taping. Say it again. We self-cared. We did. Yeah. It was just so the so people good. know, Eric made. We were we're kind of like a married couple. It's kind of gross. <laughs> but <laughs> we're, Eric we're made, not. But we're setting <laughs> examples for. Yeah. Well, not just couples, but friends. I think. Yeah. Cooking together and 
it's it's a very therapeutic and it always feels it's a, yeah I agree niggas yeah. that eat together treat together mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> Eric made the chicken breast <clears throat> I baked up some macaroni and cheese we that was amazing yeah our drinking wine life is good so dinner wine and podcasting yeah right. I'm here for it. What you got for us today? Um, Well. Or tonight. I um, also, just to kind of like sum up my week, I was invited to this party uh, Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Oh, is that why I didn't see you on Saturday? It was a friend, one of of my frat bros and, and close friends, Sterling. He invited me. He was invited. So he invited me. And I went with him and his friend. Wait, is Sterling the one with the glasses? From my line? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I can't I cannot take you seriously right now. Why not? Because <laughs> Yes, Eric. Are you well? I'm perfect. Anyway, point of my story. You get me all like. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna talk um, for the rest of the <laughs> Shout out to him. That's what I was trying to say. It was a very nice birthday party, and I think the highlight of the night was to see him on his glow up. I believe he was turning 35. Very well established career. Very well traveled. Um, has his shit together. Looks great. Smiling. Happy. And touching people in his life. So, that's straight up goals. So, I was just happy to be there and share that in his moment. Okay, what's what what what's going on? Is this on? person single? Oh. Oh, because I, Cause I don't touched. know him. Per- no, this is like actually the second time that I met him. Oh, really? So, I don't necessarily, I don't know him personally. Is he on the social media? I don't know. Okay. Well, we can, we can touch I was base. kind of a plus two. Not even a plus one. I'd become a plus so. three. I just went, but I had a good time, and I'm glad, I'm glad. and I'm glad that I went. So, shout out to him. Um, Saturday, I went, saw my barber, Happy got my hair cut because I like him, and he's cool, and I've been loyal, very loyal. He's he's a great guy. Okay. I mean, how many of you guys out there you just have this fine ass barber? Not me. What? My barber looks like a Dominican uncle. Okay, but I'm sure he can. His head massages are great. See, yeah. uh, that's right. You just started going here yeah. a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. <clears throat> but what I'm going to do is get my hair cut. I came in because that was Saturday. So that was the day that like all the craziness was going on. So I came in a little like frustrated, a little like just feeling away. He flipped the script. And I was just kind of like taken back a little bit. And when I say flip the script, like he just kind of like came at it from a different angle. And so, you know how sometimes you're in someone's space, you're like, okay, I'm just going to listen. I'm not going to say what I think. I, I was just more so interested to see what he had to say. And he had an interesting perspective as someone who, quote unquote, you know, has grown up in the streets and has seen a lot of things. He was very frustrated at, you know, the way that we treat each other in our community. And long story short, he was just, you know, giving me, (laughs) wasn't preaching, it wasn't a sermon or anything, but he was just venting his frustration as far as hatred. You may not be rolling down the street and barreling down people in your car, but it's little things that we do on a day-to-day basis to each other 
um, that ultimately ultimately leads to the greater issue in the in the in the, in the bigger problem. So that was just something I just kind of took with me. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's always nice to leave the barber and be enlightened. Yeah, that's <laughs> Or, you know, but he's cool. We, we always have conversations. Just Shout not, him. Is not he necessarily tall? the ones that I want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a good guy. Good father. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so. You ready to get this thing going? I am ready, Fred. <laughs> I am here. I feel like this episode is on slow mo. You think so? Yeah. I think we're Maybe just vibing now. No big deal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling. Is that a movie line? What? We're just vibing out. No big deal. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like Housewives of New York when Luann was I like just it, like, though. just be cool. Yeah. Don't be so uncool. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I can dig it. I like that. We're just vibing out. We ain't talking about shit. What you want to talk about tonight? Tonight, we are talking about all Black Lives Matter. We need each other now more than ever, right? Especially after what we've been seeing these past few days. Why do we say all Black Lives Matter? Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, what do you like? What is your so, definition of that? I think we say all Black Lives Matter because just like how we say Black Lives Matter to white folks, to, for them to realize that, what you did? <laughs> for them to realize that our lives actually have value. I think within our community, the Black community, there are some groups who are not valued. Their humanity is not seen, and like. I think a common example of that is the way some heterosexual black men react to or and or treat and or try to shy away from um, the intersection of black man and same gender loving gay homo whatever right mm-hmm. but you can see on various levels so you have gay versus straight you also have which we don't really highlight as much rich versus poor Educated yeah. versus uneducated, foreign-born black versus American-born black. Like, there are different subgroups in the black community that other subgroups reject. And so I think that's why it, there's a reminder out there that all black lives matter, not just the black life that you most resonate with or identify with. I agree. And it kind of touches on what my barber was talking about. Um, we want our lives to matter, but... Is it all of our lives? Like, are we being inclusive of all the black and brown people who live around us, including, you know, same gender loving, queer, transgendered mm. communities are um, often ignored and left out of so many spaces. Yeah. I hope y'all can hear me because my, my mouth has been a little far back. But just over the past, I don't know how many episodes, 12, 13, I think mm-hmm. about. We, we've talked a lot about relationships and our experience as a gay male in different spaces within and outside of our community. But there are many facets to our experience. Um, the black gay male experience, I like to think of it as a human experience because it's no different from anyone else's. What makes it even more human is that these experiences, good and bad, somehow, some way connect us, like in the 
movie Crash, the skit that we did Mm -hmm. to open the show. The recent events have definitely shown us that this is true. Hate and violence is not unique to any one particular ethnic group. However, we do know that black and brown bodies are more in danger than others, particularly when it comes to law enforcement. Speaking with a close friend recently who had a really bad experience in running with the cop, it had me thinking about the whole experience we face as black men, gay and straight, with cops. I remember I was watching um, Paul Mooney, one of his DVDs. He was doing a stand-up comedy event, and he said, every black man has a cop story. Do you have a cop story? Like, have you? I do, but before I share it, I'm like, I'm listening to what everything you're saying and like registering, and I'm just gonna do a gentle pushback. So I get the black gay male experience is similar to everyone's because we're all human, mm-hmm. right? But I will say all experiences are different just because we still identify differently, not just black gay men, but anybody. You know, mm-hmm. straight, Asian woman, yeah. black, you know, in between, like, bisexual woman, because it's not really in between, it's more just, like, mixed preference. But anywho, like, all of these experiences are quite different, but I do agree. Yes, on, like, a large, it's like, we all have an experience that is human. There is no difference. I just right, like, and that's really what the point was, like, the human experience is what connects us. Yeah, yeah. And we what, what we do know is that our bodies are oftentimes in danger, and we've mm-hmm. seen this count, countless times over the past few years and recently, right? So I definitely have a cop story, and you have one. You want me to go first? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you can. So my cop story is actually I just moved to Philly, so I was about 20. Yep. I don't even think I had my 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. I had bought my first car in Baltimore before I left. And it was a Chevrolet. Fuck. Cobalt. It was a two door Chevy Cobalt. That's cute. And it was Cobalt. The color it was like a, a, a nice, like, bluish gray. Like, yeah. it was cool. I had moved to Philly. A friend of mine, uh, we had been out. I was a little too turned up, so I told him to drive. I was turned up to the point where I had fallen asleep in the car. I was then awakened by a sharp pain on the right side of my body. We had been in a car accident, right? So I'm really not sure what was going on, but I just knew we were in a car accident. It just so happened that there were there was a cop car, maybe maybe 500 feet behind us. So they they got there fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. It was these two white cops and city cops, because it, and f- f- after you know speaking with some people, your experience be- with a city cop and a cop from out in the suburbs can be a little different. <laughs> but this was a Philly cop, a city cop. Two guys, and we were in a car accident. I didn't know what happened. They pulled up. I don't think that they saw what happened. 
but I let them know that we were in need. Some, you know, we were just in a car accident. I'm in pain. My friend's upset. We don't really know what happened. We need help. Long story short, they straight up ignored us, went into my car, ransacked it, pulled everything out, looked for drugs, looked for alcohol. There was none there. Those motherfuckers got in their car and they left. They completely ignored, like, it was as if we were never there. I just remember, as simple as the experience sounds, I'm just remembering it and reliving it right now. And I just remember how they never once looked us in the eyes. Mm. Never once. It was like we were never, we were never there. They left. And I had to to call some other cops. I had to call 911 to get some other people dispatched out. So, and I've had other experience, you know, with cops, you know, being pulled over, um, you know, being harassed, being asked questions, being asked to step out of my car. Um, I've definitely had my fair share. Well, no, not really. I wouldn't say that. I've only had a couple experiences. And that first one would be, it's the one that stands out because that was my really the earliest experience that I had here in Philly. And it kind of set the tone for, I guess, the rest of the years. Because ever since then, I just, I don't trust cops. Yeah. And I don't like them. Um, it's not only because of what I see on TV and what happened to other people, but it's also because of some of the interactions that I've had. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. What about you? So I do have a cop story. I think it's maybe the only cop story that I have. Um, Well, actually, I've had other interactions, but they weren't, like, as crazy to me. So um, when I was in grad school from 2013 to 2015, I was in St. Louis, right? I went to St. Louis for grad school in Missouri. Um, At that time, or during those two years at some point, was when Mike Brown got killed in Ferguson. And what people don't realize about St. Louis is that it's super small. So where I lived, Ferguson was like 10, maybe 13 minutes away from me. And so, you know, that whole thing happened. You know, I was there when people were like marching. I was there when, you know, the memorial was there. It was it was definitely an interesting experience and taught me a lot about myself and my black identity. Um, passing Ferguson or there's like a place you have to get through Ferguson or while I was there to get to like this church that I was going to or one of the churches that I visited in the area right so one Saturday there was like a big thing at this church where like all the churches in the area were going to you know have praise and worship and I was driving on my way to that church literally I was like passing the corner that like Ferguson is on where you or the, that you have to take to get to Ferguson. I'm on my way to the church and I get pulled over by the cop and she's just like, do you know how fast you were going? Now this street is like a 10 mile per hour street. I was maybe going 12. And like, I know I was going slow because I was the last person in the string of cars to even get down the road. Mm. And so I'm just like, how fast am I going? And she says like, oh, you were going 25. And I'm like, oh, but my speedometer says 12. So whatever. And so instead of just like taking my license and registration and giving me the ticket, she starts to like, and I realized from an early like point that it was just egging me on. She starts to say, 
do you have any drugs in your car? And I, I'm sure those are like typical questions that police yeah. people ask, but like the tone. And I'm, do you have any weapons on I'm you? I'm very sensitive <laughs> to tone. Yeah. And I'm just like, and she, yeah, do you have any That's weapons? Typical, yeah. She's like, is there any alcohol in your car? Yeah. I'm just like, ma'am, do you see what I'm like? I literally asked her, I was like, do you see what I'm wearing? I'm going to church. And she's like, well, you can still do drugs and go to church, right? And I'm like, no. And we just had a little stare down. Not the way your ministry is set up. Yeah. <laughs> we had a little stare down in that moment. And then she went and got the ticket but, and gave it back to me. And like, it was over. The moment was done. But then I realized how left that situation could have gone. Yeah. If she didn't like the way that I was not intimidated by her in that moment. So, yeah. That was my, that was my cop story. It was weird. My heart was definitely beating it. Afterward, I will never forget that $170 ticket because that was some bullshit. Um, yeah. You know, in the neighborhood I used to live in before I moved here, and I had a different car that had really dark tents on it, um, I j- I'm just kind of used to cops like, er- like lurking mm-hmm. and just being there. Mm-hmm. One night, I turned the corner. I'm almost home. I'm, li- I'm literally around the corner from my house. This cop who's on the opposite side of the road does a U-turn as soon as they pass me. So I already know what it's hitting for. But I'm literally around the corner from my house. Do you know I turned that corner, put the pedal to the motherfucking metal, got down that street. That cop sped up because they had to, because I was the fuck out. Like, I'm getting to my house, right? Because I just had enough. But mind you, like you just said, that this situation could have went so left. When you said that, it reminded me of this story. I sped up, got to in front of the house, and they put their lights on. Do you know I did not stop? I pulled into my driveway and I got out of the car. Mm. I got out of the car. That's crazy thinking back to it. And I've told a couple of people this story. And it was just like, mm. Eric, like, that was kind of nutty. But in that moment, I had just had enough. Like, I'm, I'm like, what do you want? But, like, I'm not doing anything. Mm. Why are you, like, you know harassing what the crazy me? Part is, like, the crazy part is not that that moment happened. But the crazy part is that is that you felt that that moment had to happen. It did. I wasn't thinking you know about what I mean? anything else. My adrenaline was right. running, and I'm like, I'm doing this. And there's like, a reason I'm standing why, up right? for myself. And so it's like, and not even standing up for yourself, because it really felt that you were trying to get to a safe place just home. in case. My home. You know? And I think that's where the crazy issue lies, the fact that, like, there is this conditioning, and I even feel it now, like, every time I pass a cop car on the road, like, my heart, like, just skips a beat a little yeah. bit. Yeah. The fact that, like, we have to think that, like, if we have an interaction with the cop, it's not going to be a routine. Here's it's not your, going to be Here's my driver's routine. license. Like, we can get through this. Like, you never know what's going to happen, you right? You never so know. it makes sense why that moment happened, but that's where the crazy shit lies. Like, why does it have to? Exactly. And, of course, the first question was, do you have a weapon? So going back to yeah. what you were saying. And the only weapon I carry is the word. <laughs> The only okay. okay, and this club that's in my trunk, but I'm not gonna tell you about that. <laughs> Goodbye. Mine is next to my little seat. I need to put that in the back. Stop playing. But yeah, I jumped out and I was just like, "What? Like, what do y'all want?" And of course, they got all like, "Ho, ho, 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 ho!" And I'm like, "No, you ho. I'm home." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "You live here?" And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I live here." And, of course, they asked me for my ID, and I was just like, so what's up? Like, why y'all pull me over in my driveway, literally in my driveway? Why? Well, you know, there was a shooting 
around and you had really you had really dark tints on your window. I'm like, like so how does that correlate? How does that, how does correlate? that even relate? What does that have like, to do with anything? No. So are you pulling over everyone with tints on their car? So anyway, getting back to this whole idea about shared experiences and our connectedness, I wanted to mention a very well known quote. Um, it says, "Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere." We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. And of course, that's from our beloved Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Speaking of injustices, how do we not mention what happened this past weekend on Saturday? Let's talk about Charlottesville. So I put this picture here. It's kind of like just some imagery of this car. And, and we're, we're basically like looking at this picture that has been all over the internet where people are doing the Millie Rock, like upside down, flying through the air because this man is, he literally barreled down a road mm-hmm. and just ran over all these people. <laughs> Ain't people crazy? These like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then like, it what would put today? Huh? In Barcelona? Did you? Yeah, it did happen. Let me tell you. That's why people don't believe in spiritual warfare. But demons and the devil, quite real, and they are taking people over because only yeah, a come devil on, come on. would barrel down a come street when people on. aren't trying to protest for the good. It's crazy. It's crazy. Call it racism if you want to, and I'm sure yes, that is an underlying factor. But I know we wrapping up. What's an under? What? what? What's an underlying factor? To somebody, like, it's an influencing factor for someone to barrel down the road and run people over protesting against racism, right? So racism is a thing. But I also very much believe that people's spirits, they ain't right. I I agree with you 100%. You have to be possessed with the devil Mm -hmm. to do something like this. So how did it all start? It's this statue, a Robert E. Lee statue. Two nights ago, I was watching Joy Reid. Shout out to Joy Reid. And she had Reverend Dr. William Barber on, and he discussed the statues in Charlottesville and a lot of, and what a lot of these statues, not only in Charlottesville, but in the South, what these statues mean and what they stand for. He brought up things like the deconstruction of races and Plessy versus Ferguson in 1896, where it was ruled separate but equal. Um, during the 1900s, he brought up whites knew that they had a close friend in the White House. Mm. Hmm. And <laughs> it also celebrates the, the rolling back of the rights of blacks. Um, and during this time, again, in the 1900s, in the mid-1900s, this was when you know a huge number of blacks were lynched. Right now, a lot of these white supremacists see Trump as a sympathizer, a friend in the White House. He's been against affirmative action. He's been, you know, he's for deporting immigrants a lot. Is Islamophobia. He's against the gays. This is this is a historical symbol. And I definitely felt, Reverend Barber, that their anger with the idea of this statue being removed is a reflection of all of this. And also the fact that they have a friend in the White House. So what was your opinion about just 
looking at the demonstration, like seeing. So I think I don't the know the tiki if, torches and the well, the I don't. Ranting when did it. they announce that they were going to remove the statue of Robert E. Lee? I think I was away at that time because I when I came back, they were then covering like these rallies and marches and the tiki torches and things like that. And honestly, when I first saw it there was a tweet that really echoed my sentiments. It's a whole mm. bunch of mediocre white men um, who were trying to preserve something that they no longer have. Like, the message is clear. You are not some dominant group in society, right? You see it in the workplace. You mm -hmm. see it for in day-to-day -day society. Like, they're trying to hold on, on onto something that does not exist. Yeah. So what do they do? They rally together with tiki torches and these historic symbols that used to incite fear, or still do, incite fear in people and hit out, spit out all of this uh, racist and hateful speech towards different groups. But here's what I say. There's a video that came up. One of the uh, rally members had the nerve to say that now, since he's been exposed, he feels like his safety is in danger. Oh, these yeah. men ain't really about it, okay? Oh, yeah, 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 so they yeah. can come with these tiki, tiki, tor tiki torches. <laughs> they can come with these That's tiki torches. Well, I know that. And yeah. mm -hmm whatever they want to bring crying. up. But when it comes to really <laughs> presenting these hands and doing what you need to do, y'all ain't about it. So this is why I said a couple, from a couple episode, episodes ago, mm -hmm. whoop their asses, okay? <laughs> you see somebody trying to come to you with that hateful ass speech, fight them. Well, a lot of people you gotta have fight been tweeting, them. come to my city. Right, come through. Come, we waiting for you. Come to North Philly with that bullshit. And let me tell you, there's a Jamaican <laughs> saying that said, dupy nose for frighten, okay? Which basically means a ghost knows who to scare. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do it in Charlottesville, VA, because you have that rural community. You know anybody going to tell on you? But come to Philly. Come to Harlem. Well, I go don't to know Compton. because, and I'm not sure if this was just happening in Charlottesville or if it was happening in other places. But the anti-protesters were like coming at them. Like they, it got very violent and very physical. People were fighting. Listen, there was a lot of alterca altercations going back. on. So I think whether you're in Charlottesville or it can go down Philly, it can go down. But absolutely, to your point, fight the them. magnitude of what it can go down, fight them. how it can go down, <clears throat> absolutely. Just do not go alone. Okay, you got to be smart about this, right? right? They pulling right. up with their homies. You got to pull up with yours too. Yeah. And I'm so sad that, like, it has to come to that. But I'd be damned if, like, a rally comes, for example, to the school that I go to. And you think, what, I'm going to stay at home? Hell no. Listen, I thought... We rolling deep. I thought the imagery was very strong. It was. Very reminiscent of the 60s and 70s and 80s when we had the race riots. Very reminiscent of Rosewood. And the fact that somebody, like, died... Huh? Somebody died in all of this. Like that. That shit is crazy. To yeah. Me. Remember Rosewood? Like how they showed up to people's homes with with burning um, torches and ready to kill and ready to lynch. Not much has changed. They mm -hmm. still doing that same shit, and and uh, really feel bad that there was one fatality. Heather Hayer, thirty two. May she rest in peace. And then twenty others were injured. So was Heather, I think she was like in front. I'm not sure where she was, but they said that she got ran over. Yeah. So may she rest in peace. Yeah. Um, the mother has been kind of all over social media. Have you seen any of her? 
So, Susan just for Rome. my self care, I don't really watch a lot of videos, but I saw like some of her quotes. I'm extremely and stuff. proud of my daughter. I'm extremely proud that she stood for what she believed in, that she not only gave mouth to it, but she gave heart to it, she gave soul to it, and now she's given her life to it. And the day she passed away was the day of the meteor showers that we used to go out and watch every year when she was a little girl. And so my childhood's now flying with the meteors. And I love her, and I miss her so, so much. But... I'm going to make her death worth something. Mm. No mother should have to give up her 32-year-old child. And I know people die every day. I'm not special that way. But if my child's death was for a cause, I'm going to speak for that cause, and I'm going to make that cause important. I would... Mm. Mm. I mean, how... <sighs> she's not angry. She's not... I mean, she's really speaking from her heart mm -hmm. and deciding to lead in peace and lead in love like Jesus would do mm -hmm. um, and not hate this man who was 20 years old. His name was James Fields. Fuck you. you you're getting everything that needs to happen. Every, you're going to get everything that is going to come to you. It's just interesting how the guy that we talked about a few episodes back, right outside Philly, who murdered and shot and burned those four young boys was also 20 years old. It's like, what's going on with the 20-year-old killers? I have no idea. But that's, that's really sad. And my heart goes out to the mother. Definitely. Absolutely. So let's talk about some injustices that, injustices that ultimately tie us all together. And in other words, how do we, how do we really get to where we are as a society and, and, and culture? And, and with that being said, Never forget, um, Philando Castile, uh, 32 years old, was shot by a cop and jury found not guilty, found the cop not guilty. Terrence Crutcher, who was 40 years old in Tulsa, he had his hands up, he was shot down, jury found not guilty. Freddie Gray, he was 25 years old, um, six cops were indicted, three were found not guilty, the other three had their charges dropped. Eric Gardner, 43 years old. Tamir Rice, 12 years old. That really, like, touched my heart, like, 12. Cleveland teenager. We all know what happened back in November 2014. Again, um, the police officer was not indicted. How do we forget? Say her name. Sandra Bland, 28 years old, was arrested for not using her turn signal. Three days later, she was dead. Grand jury decided not to indict any of the county jail employees so the list goes on again just getting back to how black bodies are i think i think the ultimate goal is to exterminate us if they if they really could they they would they would exterminate us and when i say they i mean the the white supremacists the the racists i know that every individual in particular i'm talking to about white people I know everyone is not horrible. I know everyone is not racist. I think the question really is, is what do you do now? Like, how do you contribute to being woke? I think it's important for white people to be woke. <coughs> and do the fact your history, do your research. And the fact of the matter is the, the Speak up. whole fact that you have to say, I know that all white people aren't evil, means that there is an impact and there is an evilness that exists that makes you feel that all white people yeah 
that makes you feel that all white people are. So clearly something needs to be done. And it, we can't do the work. You know what I mean? A lot of people look Stop to the black us. community Stop to, or people in the black community to, to make the change. No, bitch, because we didn't come up with the institutions that okay. oppress us. So what you or have to do. don't ask us how to fix it. Yeah. So what needs to be done is you showing, you looking and finding out the way that you fucked up somewhere along the line and being willing to throw off all the benefits that you receive based on this fucked up system and doing the work to rectify it. It's not on us. Sorry. And as we were discussing the other night amongst friends, we, we, we doubt that we would ever see that happen. Oh, as it's far not, as like because giving up their privilege, giving up their institutions, yeah. and really making the making making it an equal mm-hmm level playing field. Yeah, like, and honestly, I really feel that some people may think, I do want to see better conditions for you, but not at the expense of me losing my comfort. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once you can be clear on that, then Then you will be able to live. Okay. But yes, I mean, and, and let's not forget Michael Brown, Alton Sterling, Jamal Clark, and Samuel DuBose. Boys or Bose? I'm sorry if I'm Dubois. Dubois. (laughs) <laughs> and the story about Samuel, because he was shot in his head, I believe, by the cop who pulled him over, I'm almost certain, reminds me of a really sad incident that happened here in Pennsylvania last month. An 18-year-old girl, her name was Bianca Robinson, she had just graduated from high school, just applied to college, was on her way to college. She was shot in the head by this man named David Desper, he was 28 years old, driving a red truck. So all you got to do is Google driving red truck shoots girl because the story was everywhere. Just look at the picture of this little girl. Beautiful, beautiful little girl. He shot her point blank in the head with a Smith & Weston 40 caliber semiotic handgun. She had no chance. And apparently he shot her in the head while they were driving. She tried to get in his lane. While they were both merging at the same time in, in a fit of road rage, he blew her head off. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are truly evil. That's a go- going people back to what that is like. Evil. That's all I can say throughout this evil. whole conversation. People are evil, but you know, it's in the word. Men's heart will wax cold. So ha- you have a cold heart if you can truly do that and have no remorse whatsoever. None. You're evil. And it's a lot of these people, too. Like, shout out to some bitch named Sydney on Twitter. And I'm sorry for calling you a bitch. She's using my colloquialism. It was a tear of a, a term of endearment. But even her, like, she posted this long thing talking about some, am I racist because I voted for Trump? Am oh, I, maybe it wasn't am I, should I be blamed because I'm a conservative and I believe in God? Like, no, sis, you are a racist. People like you try to hide behind religion and let all of this wickedness come through. It's false prophet. Pro, it's false prophetry. And yes, I did make up a word. <laughs> the Bible good. tells you about the false prophet in these last days. Because okay? at the end you, of the you day, you wanna, voted for a man who was endorsed by the KKK. Who, yeah, but also who endorses like, hatred and bigotry. Yes, so by yes. default, if you believe in these values, you are full of hatred and bigotry. You are a racist. You are an evil individual. And what I need you to do is stop lying on my Lord and Savior, saying that you're hanging out with him, because he's going to come back and say, sis, well, I never knew you. That's what they did in the 50s, 60s. Like, they yeah. always used the Bible. 
Bible and yeah. Christianity and God to justify what they were doing. And it's wickedness for you to justify taking health care away from people, justify taking away people's sexual health services, justify people running through a crowd with a car, justify somebody getting their head blown off because they're trying to switch, excuse me, switch lanes. It ain't call evil what it is. Call evil what it is. And I wish they would stand up in that and be like, you know, I am evil. I'd be like, well, at least we know. You know what I mean? And and start telling the truth. I was I can't remember what I was watching on MSNBC, but the commentators were just saying like, listen, white folks at the very minimum they just gotta start telling the truth about the history. Yeah. Just tell the fucking truth about the history and what happened. Mm -hmm. Just say it because it happened. But y'all want to be oh. Why don't you move on? That's over now. That's in the past. But y'all don't want to move on and pass these motherfucking statues. And remember, I was telling you, it's not just here. People, white people, even in Africa, are trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, make, trying to brainwash people. And Loki are kind of doing a good job at it. Brainwashing people, making them feel that race is no longer an issue. That the residuals of apartheid are not very much present in today's South African world. It is literally everywhere. White people are like white walkers. Winter is here, bitch. By the way, I met a family from Africa today at work. They were white. They were cool, though. (laughs) Do they they identify as African? No. I don't think so. You never know, because some South African people. I'm going to actually go back and look at the paperwork. Hmm. Colonization. But that's where they live, and they were doing quite well for themselves. Shout out. (sighs) So, I brought up all. Again, we're on this topic of injustices, you know, from Philando to Freddie to Eric Gardner to Mary Rice, Sandra Bland, and Michael Brown. I say all that to say, look at how the media and authorities responded to the situation with this cop, uh, Muhammad Noor, who shot a white woman. She was Australian. Her name was Justine DeMond in Minneapolis. Um, and ironically, it was very close to where Philando Castile and Jamal Clark were killed by police officers. So this was back um, on July 15th. Um, he's Somali. His name is Mohammed Noor. And I said he's Somali because it's um, relevant to some of the points that I'm going to make. So apparently she made a 911 call about someone being like a domestic abuse situation. The cops get there. They're in like a dark alley. She comes behind, apparently she comes behind the cop car and she slaps the back of the cop car. And that's what made the officer shoot her. Mm. But it's ironic because the reports say that the officer who shot her was in the passenger seat and he shot her over his partner through the driver window. So I was like, okay, what really happened? Mm. Hmm. So real quick, I just want to point out a few things. Immediately, Damond, Justine, um, the victim, was depicted as the most innocent death. Headlines in the, in the paper said, holistic doctor killed by police. Okay? And we know damn well that is not how we're described yeah. when we're slain in the street. And not to take away from her. You know, maybe she was and a not taking away from her. doctor. Not you know at what I mean? Absolutely. But, like, you got to equal the playing you, field. Why is it that you, you. when... 
black bodies are killed. You bring up things like, oh, he smoked weed. Okay, my nigga, right. weed is legal right. in right. D.C. There was an absent father. Yeah, or like, he wore a hoodie, or, you know, he got in trouble at school. Bitch, who doesn't exactly. get in trouble at school? Exactly. You know what I mean? When you can be a most innocent death, or you can be holistic. But it highlights the fact that we are not looked at as humans we're even not. in 2017 we're not black black people are fighting for their humanity Absolutely. fighting to be seen as humans by society at large and no matter how much you code it white folks this is a message for you mm. no matter how much you code it and say you know i believe what's going on is wrong that could very well be so i believe black people should be treated equally that could very much be so. I believe that we, you should have equal treatment no matter where you go. That could very much be so. Mm -hmm. But until you do the work to dismantle the structural oppression that we go through, which in turn would mean giving up some of the benefits of your privilege, right. all that shit you're blowing is hot air. Yeah. Embrace it. And you know, you can very well say, I don't feel like doing that. Wish you the best. But it's not gonna happen. And we would never be cool. Or I'm sorry, let me take no, that. No, no, no. We can know where we, we would stand. Not be friends. Yeah. I would not have we know. as far as like my friends go. Yeah. I, I just feel like my white friends, yeah. like you, you need to be woke. You need to be with me. If I'm calling you a friend, I need you to understand what I'm going through, just like I'm understanding what you're right. going through. And that's the whole thing with allyship. Like there has to be some sacrifice or if there's not, what you are telling me is just kind of lip service. Right. And in today's day and age with all of this shit going down, you can keep it, you know? And speaking of how like we're depicted in social media and just in media in general, mm -hmm. look at how they villainize Nor, the cop. He was they always did. referred to in the paper as an affirm affirmative action hire. Like, Which is interesting because affirmative action, doesn't it low-key help white women the most? I was about to say because it's never really done anything for black people. Okay. Because once we get into the job that we had to You got so to fight for that shit. Once you get into the job, the college, whatever. Yeah. That y'all put us through in the workplace. So where is it affirming you? <laughs> Girl, bye. So I didn't like the whole affirmative action, action reference because I felt like they were trying to make it seem like it was a mistake to hire him and that they were forced to hire him because of some stupid law. I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. And of course, Ann Coulter was out with her crip, um, Tales from the Crip looking ass, tweeted that the increase in police shootings is a consequence of the amount of Somalis that live in our country. What? As usual, pulling shit out of her red ass. Ann Coulter's face is shaped <sighs> like a beanbag. It has all the lines and the wrinkles, and it does not smooth out. Well, I'm not. She wears the ungodly. evil that she carries. Yeah, okay? I was about to say. So absolutely. I'm not about to entertain her. Her yeah, and um, Kellyanne, plastic skin Conway. <laughs> And just to wrap the cop, the um, Somali cop story up, um, the mayor immediately requested the resignation of, of course, police officer Nor and the chief, the the chief of police, okay. like immediately. And then, where are the resignations of all of these white cops who have killed black bodies? Nowhere to be found. I'm stressed. People I'm tired. were let off, let go, paid, uh, you know, put on put on leave and paid more and pensions and benefits and everything. In the words of Solange, I am weary of the ways of the world. Yeah, you have to be. Okay. And to all my black and brown people out there, you have 
to be weary and pay attention to your surroundings. I know sometimes we can get caught up in the moment because I know sometimes I do too. I have a habit of putting, I like to have both of my headphones on, but sometimes I'm aware of the fact that Eric, you have one headphone out so you can hear and be aware of what's going on around you because it's a lot like cars coming down. So and, and it could barrel over you. So these are the things that we have to be mindful of on top of not walking too close to a white woman on a sidewalk because we're going to make her uncomfortable. She's going to clench her pearls in her purse. You know what I do now? I make sure I walk ahead of her and I clutch my bag. Yeah. You got to treat them like how yeah, we be treated. Literally like... Jump in your car and lock the yeah. doors when they walk by. Yeah. I make sure to... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or I turn behind me like this. Like, yeah, I do. I do too. <laughs> like every few seconds, like just doing a little Like trip, how like, does it feel? Is it okay? Like am I okay? Yeah. Is my body in danger? Yeah. Like, and I imagine how sure. I look being 6'2 and, you know, a thicky McGee. Grabbing my, my bag, like I'm just six, like, oh my god! And some of these women be six two and a thicky McGee, mm-hmm. and st- and be white and be mm-hmm. doing the same shit, and it's so fucking annoying. Oh gosh! Listen, doing to others is you would have them doing to you. So you doing all this shit to me, I'm gonna be scared too. In the <laughs> suburbs, in Starbucks, like, oh, don't touch my bag. I'm trying to order a latte. So, how do you want to wrap this conversation up? I think that was a good wrap up. We'll wrap it up then. <laughs> Fresh lettuce, three cheeses. How does it go? And Fresh It's wrapped, y'all. It is wrapped. What a great conversation. Shout out to Mary J. And shout out to Mary J. And that was Burger King, right? Yeah, I think it was. Um Really good conversation. As things still are unfolding, I'm sure we're all keeping our eyes um, on our Twitter feeds and on online. But just be be a shepherd of peace and goodwill among the yes, men. Come on, shepherd of peace. Well, you know we serve the good shepherd. Try to Hallelujah. Try to do the right thing. I know yes. sometimes y'all it's hard to smile. It's hard to just treat people with decency because you just in your own shit. But just but what would Jesus do? What you know what? And that's honestly, and I remember when those bracelets were really popular. They should come back because that is a legit question that we should what be asking do? ourselves. Now, don't forget, he flipped the table. Okay. He flipped the table. Yeah. When the uh, the scribes and Pharisees were desecrating the Lord's temple, oh, yeah. he turned the fuck up. So that's why I say, <laughs> yes. you know, yes, turn the other cheek. Come but on, if it gets too history. serious. Deliver those hands in Jesus' name. Okay. Okay? Just be like, Lord, this is a tribute to you. Use me as your vessel to whoop some ass. Amen. <laughs> Just because you saved don't mean you can't throw hands. Listen, I love the Lord, but I will get you together in his name. Listen. Not but, and. Both. Pastor, you won't be the only one laying hands. Okay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> the hands laid tonight. <laughs> Amen. So, what you got? Four hung pop. Is it Is it that time? Hey, is it that time for the hung pop? You know we won't stop, and we do the bop for the hung pop. Hey, hung pop. Oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> what a way to come down from such a serious topic. This is Eric and Patrick with the Pop. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were going to start off. Don't you want to talk about um, the basketball the reunion? I know or you saw it. Or El Novias de Enbicicleta, I think. Or is it basketball? What's Bicicleta? Bicicleta. That's a bicycle. Yeah, that is a bicycle. Bicycle-wise. <laughs> There's a show in the making right now. Mona, are you a bicycle wise? <laughs> bicycle wise. You wake up early, be like, I gotta make this nigga his breakfast. He's about to go for a 30 mile run. Right, exactly. <laughs> All the drama that goes through on the, in the bike park. Like, I have the best bicycle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, she stole my helmet and my knee pads. <laughs> I'm gonna lay hands on that. But oh. I'm still gonna ride tonight. <laughs> I'm still gonna win. <laughs> Jen and I are going cycling just so we can prepare for the marathon this weekend. <laughs> Yo, bicycle wise might be kind of lit. No? You know, I was I was hating on it low key. But, but it's now I'm nice. all caught up. Don't you feel it? Caught up. I don't know what it is. You know what? We're not going to get rushed your life. We're yeah. going to leave And I'm already alone. itching. Hmm? Huh? Just kidding. <laughs> Love you, Usher. Do you um, really? I mean, not like he's not like cute, cute, but you know. No, I need to find out about these charges. Minus the alleged herpes, he's great. So, okay, I guess we can talk about BBW? The BBW. Basketball wise. Yes, we can talk about that later. Let's talk about some things in the past that we didn't catch up on. A term for like an acronym for BBW? Big black. Big beautiful woman? Big beautiful woman. It's a type of porn. Or so I've heard. Oh, I'm saved. And that's like the hashtag on Twitter, isn't it? BBW. No, it's basketball wise. It's oh, okay. See, they, they found out early. Yeah, they marketing. Shawnee has a good marketing team. <laughs> they won't let, the they wrong won't, thing was They won't do her like that. Night. They, they said, won't oh, do her like hell that. Hell no. So, <laughs> this is like from weeks past, but can we talk about how Brandy is crazy can as hell? Can I get a refill? Ooh, I, that sounded horrible. Huh? Can I get a refill? Yes! You better not hit that note. Okay. <laughs> I had to do better because Can that I last shit. Uh, I was giving you Mariah Carey when she did that concert. <laughs> Can I get a refill? Yes, Eric, you better sing. We're going to work on you. You're going to be a star. And see, that's all it's all about. It's, it's just about work. Yeah. Do the work, and I'm willing to do the work inside and out. Bitch, can we work on this pop culture? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting for you. I just asked I'm you a question, and you started you. singing Refill, Elvarner. Thank you for the refill. You're welcome. <laughs> so Brandy is crazy, y'all. Let me tell you how Whitney Houston's birthday was about about a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It really was. It was on the ninth. <laughs> it was. I'm here for it. I love it. Continue on. So her birthday was a week ago, and then Brandy, she first she tweeted something real cute. She was like, "Happy birthday, Whitney." Blah, 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 right? And then. And then. And then. Brandy tweets. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could find it. I should have been prepared. Oh, she deleted it. But basically, she said Monica needs to get her hating ass fan. She dragged her through the Twitter. Right? She was just like, there's a lot I could say about the way they treated me. And in my mind, she said a whole, like, it was literally a whole paragraph. She told Monica she got to get her fans to be out of control. They're out of control. And she's like, and you know, they're Brandy fans anyway. And I'm like, I started cackling. And here's why. Monica at that very moment was probably in Atlanta 
taking care of her three kids. Looking great. Maybe figuring out if she wants to make a chicken or maybe a turkey roast for the night. <laughs> yes. Figuring yes. out when she's going to go and hang out. Was, her hair was snatched. And her face was? Beat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Outfit snatched because she she's a mother. worried about yeah. a Brandy Norwood. She, she was like, who is this? Who's Brandy? She was like, <laughs> well, like impossible. She was probably calling her kids over talking about something. Is that one of your little friends? Who's right. Brandy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Monica is not bothered. You know what Monica thing. is busy doing? Impossible. Taking care of her kids, being with her husband, well, being everybody's impossible. friend in Hollywood, hanging out with Lala and them. She is lit. Could you imagine and, if, uh, what if Monica her. has like a group me with like Lala, Tiny, Kelly, she Rowling, probably where she's like, look at this bitch. Like, what I'm is she? I'm sure. And they'd be screenshot and, and cackling up a storm. Cackling. And Kelly, you know, she forwards it to Beyonce. Like, B, look at this. Right. Okay. And B's probably like, B don't, is that she don't respond true? to the group. <laughs> right. But <laughs> Kelly can send her a text and she, she'll get a response she like, within LOL. a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be like, LOL. LOL. <laughs> with a sideways laughing face. Right. Gotta get back to the face, girl. <laughs> In the studio, girl. <laughs> it all goes back to me. I said, we love you, girl. We love you. Shout out to you. Meanwhile, you notice with that amazing body. You know that her body is hung pop. It is. It's looking Don't you real look good. good with that. So that should show you. I was on it first, though. I've been thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beyonce, girl, I see you. You see me. You see we me. We see each too. other. We see each other, girl. We think. <laughs> I'm here for but it. But no, the long end of that one is Brandy <laughs> is crazy as hell. We just got to pray for her. And you know, there are still people caping for her behavior. But truth be told, and no shade to none of my friends who are Brandy stands caping for her, but y'all kind of crazy too. So, you know, birds of a feather, what do they do? Flock. It's me flocking like Patty LaBelle. <laughs> they flock together. Um, <laughs> another thing in the past week when we were apart, The Breakfast Club and Lil Duval. Duval. Oh. I heard about. I'm not gonna lie, he was kind of attractive, so I was so blown that I have to talk about this. But but he's just um, talking dumb shit. I yeah, mind. they asked if he would hook up with a trans woman, and he Wait, was just why like, "Why did they ask that?" Because they're messy as fuck. Oh, okay, right. I just wanted. Okay, and okay. he was just like, "Oh, they would have to die," and like I listened to the thing, oh and he God. was just like, "He was like, I'm not saying I would kill them, but there would have but to be did. some consequence." And I'm just like, yeah, "Exactly, but, but you, you did. did." And my thing was. And that's not cool Charlemagne was like are losing he's, their lives out here. Yeah, that, there are too not, many trans, black, especially black trans yes, women dying for yes. you to say something so horrible. And then Charlemagne followed up and said, you know, he can't apologize for somebody else's statements. But what you can do is not laugh and stop them, but literally cut the conversation when you hear bullshit like that. And then say, this is why this is not okay. As to, again, we're talking about going back to those who hold the power in the structure and then casting off your privilege to address somebody. These are two allegedly heterosexual men, right? Black men. In the hierarchy of things, they have more privilege than a black trans woman. So as Charlemagne is hearing this, instead of laughing and looking the plum fool, he should have held this nigga accountable. And it it blows me that he can't see it in that space, but then he's on MTV talking about how for there to be change, white people need to come together and do the same thing that he should have done in that space. Let me also address Angela, uh, yeah, Angela Yee, okay? Because she like, what she likes to do is not Uh, say anything. Yeah, she does, she sits there silent. Let everybody laugh. And this is why Kay Michelle came for her as a woman. Yeah, okay? Did Remember that? Yeah. But this is what she likes to do. She likes to sit there, not say anything, and laugh, and, and then, then follow up jabs. later, and then be like, oh no, we advocate for everybody. Let's be real, Angela. It's all about being real today, right? You don't care for everybody. Because Angela has a podcast called 
this and I'm pissed that we're even giving this shit shine, where she has two co-hosts who not only play into transphobia, but play into homophobia, play into these like weird ass rules as to what makes you gay. If like there are certain behaviors that are too soft and she'll sit there and let them perpetuate that bullshit. And then be like, oh, I'm inclusive. Girl, you're not. You're just as bad as them. You're exactly. just as guilty. You're and just as you, what makes you even worse? Say, I didn't own this. I didn't own Right. But I'm here's the thing, racist. too. Not only are you just as bad, but you might be even worse because you don't have the balls to even show what your opinion is. I'm trying to remember Angela why did they even bring that up? I think that's such, to me, that was a. A baited question. Yeah, it was baited. It's like I'm gonna ask you this because I know how you're gonna. And respond not only to was it. it a mess, they're gonna like bring Janet Mock into the situation and be like, "Oh, would you date her?" Like, leave Janet Mock out of. And then you know he's gonna respond like you an ignorant ass man. How he's gonna respond? Right. So they are responsible for that shit just as much mm-hmm. as he is. So fuck them for that. And I know a lot of people were boycotting, but truth be told, I don't really listen on the daily. I only got I don't this. listen on the daily. I hardly listen to be honest. Like I got it from the the, the into YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, but I'm I'm not a huge So it didn't fan. add into their streams. But it's just something else to you know think about because that's ignorant. It is. That's that's ignorant. As many people as you guys have interviewed and had in your studio who identify with these mm-hmm. different identities, whether they like to say on. so or not. Oh, and here's the why: it's because it went back to the whole um, Bobby Valentino getting caught with a trans woman like she like outed him or something i was about to say what does getting caught mean yeah not caught but she did not pay her for her sexual services but you know it's probably how it was put out in the media yeah because it's just like it's a bad thing to be with a trans man or a trans woman like they try to make it such a bad thing like oh such and such got caught and you see what the crazy shit is to me though too and again this is me just holding allegedly straight men accountable you can sleep with a trans person, but then after the fact, you find out that this person is trans, quote unquote, and then it's, oh, I was deceived, right? Because the way Lil Duval framed it, because words mean things, right? If you listen to his words, he said that he, in the case that he were to sleep with a trans person, he would be deceived. So you were deceived all the way up to undressing, seeing what the person is working with, whether or not they were pre or post up, fucking them. I was going to say, coming, your private party. Right. You coming. Were so deceived. And then bringing it all back together when the person says, identify as trans. Okay. Come on. Come Thank on. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Fuck niggas. People wear me the fuck out. This is why I stay in <laughs> <at> my house. <laughs> like I am sitting in silence right now, just so annoyed. Someone at work was. T- I was about to leave out, and she was just like, "You know, Eric, I'm starting to realize that I really don't like people. I do not. <laughs> you. They wear me out. People are stressful as hell." They do, and they like to dump on you. Mm-hmm. They like to dump all of their emotional shit on you, all of their relationship shit, all their parents' issues, mm-hmm. all the issues they had in childhood. And I'm not they want to dump everything on you. Listen, like that shit is exhausting. But even they want to know why therapy, you're not calling them to go out or off. hanging out or whatever. Mm-mm, we hanging it's out. Too much. I'm hanging in the bed. I'm hanging with Mr. Cooper. I'm hanging in the bed with my own shit and my yeah. own problems and dealing with my own bills. If you try to come in my space and come in my life and you try to take away from that or trying to wear me out and wear me thin, like that's just not going to work, baby. I'm tired. I'm tired of all this drama. Right. No more, no more. And I just hear a little broken heart again. Another lesson learned. Better know your friends. <laughs> or else you will get Yes, voice. You gotta count on me. 
<laughs> I can really guarantee that I'll be fine. So, do you watch Love and Hip Hop? Do yeah, we talked about this last week. I I I think I'm caught up. Hollywood, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you I, see? I think I'm caught up. The Battle of the Gays. Yo. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Eric. I hope I you, actually have. I hope you received the disgust that I'm looking at you with. Actually, you have what? I actually have something. Eric is looking in his archives. Well, let me say this, right? Casting gays. <laughs> because here's my thing. Let's let's break them both down. There is Zell, right? Who which one is that? Zell. Oh, and you know, also, Mona, I see you with the light skin versus dark skin. Don't think we don't see each other, okay? <laughs> it's colorism through and through. Because Ray is supposed to be the classy one, right? Is it because he's light skinned? <laughs> okay. Is it because he dresses in suits that instead of classy. chains? That hoe ain't classy. Okay. We'll get there. So, Zell is Tierra Marie's cousin, Keisha Cole's stylist. He's the one with the dreads, and he's the one who sat on the table, which, you know, manners make it the man, and also manners go with the far. Yeah, Why would you be much. on somebody's table at an event? That's And shows you that Mona scripted this shit, but it's not okay to me. He was laying across and, the table. And even when he was talking to Keisha Cole, first of all, how messy are you to bring up somebody who does not even matter? I know you're about to segue into the next scene, but... Hey, Keisha, here's some clothes, girl. By the way, you know Mr. Ray? I don't like him. Like, you're so fucking wild. And her reaction was so, like... Keisha looks so uncomfortable. She was just like... I want to move on with this. (laughs) But that's me. Like, I I don't like when people are giving me a rundown of something that happened. That does not matter. But you're giving me every single detail. So, you know, I went down the street and then I was going to see him, but then I stopped like halfway and I went to the corner store and got a honey bun. Like, that is literally how he was talking. I'm just like, this just shows that this young man is really doing it for a scene, but it didn't it work. It was. And I need Mona to make some changes. But then pops on Mr. Ray. And I'm not going to be fly. I'm not going to be fake. I've been a fan of Mr. Ray since College Hill when he like spazzed out because somebody drank his Hennessy. I realized we had a spiritual connection over the Hennessy, right? Mm-hmm. That said, like, ooh, I want, I really wish, first of all, I wish he like somebody dressed him a little better because I think we can all dress for our body type. It's a little <laughs> off record. But it's his first season, so. No, but like he's not new to the, like the Hollywood game. So I'm just like, somebody could have helped you, sis. Like, I know the circles you. Forget it. Somebody could have helped you. Should be looking good in person until you see it on camera. Mm-hmm. I think that's also like cute. a shift in, you know, especially first seasons yeah. of reality shows. Like you have to learn what looks good on camera, not right. just what looks good. Right. But what looks, what good, looks good on, on camera yeah. on you on and camera. test it on Instagram. It'll show you. Right. It will. Yeah. And so <laughs> at this event, though, he was like, again, it shows you that like. We, we as a community can judge each other based on different things. He was just like, you're ghetto. You live in the hood. Like A lot of people do. Okay. I lived in the hood for a really long time. Know. So. Well, it's, it's not that bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's bad. getting gentrified. You don't count. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, just like, that was kind of fucked up. So this, this battle of the gay hip-hop is boring me. If you want a real gay to read, call me Mona. Could you imagine me on Love and Hip Hop? 
Let me show you how I use my hands. So I went to sign language. No. <laughs> yes. You'll be doing sign language in Spanish. You're going to use all your skills at the Yo, same I'm gonna time. Be like, I could be like Cardi B, for real. I could really blow up <laughs> off of love and hip-hop. And then they would tape this session and be like, so I do a podcast every week with Eric. <laughs> you see my hands moving? There is only one sign language, right? There isn't, like, multiple languages. Oh, shit. That's real. Because they call it ASL, American Sign Language. What mm. if there's, like, a mm. Japanese sign language? Like... Super kawaii. That means super cute in Japanese. <laughs> Do you remember that from Gwen Stefani's no. <laughs> Love Angel Music Baby album? No. Okay. Let's so, basketball wise for you again. <laughs> this hunt pop is so fucking long. This is, this is I'm the longest so over hunt pop we've ever done. Right. How did you feel about the reunion? So, first, I guess, like, first you see them, right? So, I'm just looking at them as they are across the couch and I'm also looking at the girls that are off to the side on the on the side right and I just think everybody looks ridiculous yeah why do you always wear them outfits to the reunion That's is that what, what you wear from day too. to day first of all Jackie looked like a mortician every or a reunion has been just kind of like what are y'all wearing yeah like for or at what? least the last few ones do they tell them to dress like that Malaysia looks great it seems like they maybe they just tell them like you guys do your own this thing. This is the theme. Flowers. There's no cohesiveness. Like everybody mm-hmm. is just and the girls that were on the couch. I mean, they look like they were in a circus. No, they look like they were going to prom. They all had, including Jennifer. And I was like, Jennifer, who put you in this ball gown? Yeah, I didn't. What do you call the shiny material? The dress material? Satin. That, that like kind of sparkles and oh sequins sequins they were all uh-uh. wearing that and it was just different colors and it was horrible I, I just didn't like it so I that was not. that was the first thing I noticed and then like this whole thing with Jackie and her grandson I'm over it when he and she really her, thinks she makes the fucking show they had to get her straight and say girl if we didn't have a Miami cast you wouldn't even be on the show not at all like what they had, and Jennifer had to get her together together and I was here for that because I was like low key I was like yo that's what's up because that's and she true. referred to Jennifer as a guest like no bitch you're the guest and I wish Shawnee would stop playing take you off put Dreya on and then it would be like oh and bring back Brandy so then it would be like Malaysia Brandy and Drea wow. against all the old heads Tammy hates Brandy could you and imagine how good that show she would be she doesn't get along with Shawnee either does could she? you imagine how good that show would be who Brandy she doesn't get along with Shawnee, oh, yeah, does she? She's like, Shawnee, you are a bitch. You are a bitch. But could you imagine? Woo! Tickle me. Yeah, I agree. Maybe they should bring Brandy back. Yeah, I wish I was in charge of like casting. You know, I really got to tap into my fruits. Because <laughs> I'm really out here just with all the good ideas. Let's move on. Guess who has a peach on Real Housewives of Atlanta? Who? Peter Thomas. No, he don't. He doesn't, but he has his own spinoff. Or it's in the works. Bravo. What? And or the streets are saying that Peter Thomas is in the works with Bravo to create his own spinoff show. According to TMZ, production sources tell us that Peter and Bravo started filming a pilot focusing on his club in Charlotte, Club One. So it'll be kind of like Vanderpump Rules. So I guess him and his employees will be um, doing it. So I'm excited. So... Do you know, what is the show going to be based on? I just told you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be based on just his bar. That. It'll be based on his bar. But they created a whole series with Lisa Vanderpump um, based on oh, her right, bar. Right, so right. it'll be, it might be interesting. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know the club was doing that well. Yes. And we're going to wrap up this hung pop because I'm so tired of talking. 
But two things. Latoya Luckett is engaged. Yeah, so the, another child of destiny got a ring put on it. It was beautiful. And, you know, no shade on those who have come through the uh, data. Well, it's not data. What, what am I saying? Delta, gamma, I guess. DC. Because there's not really a C in the Greek alphabet. But what I'm trying to say is... Delta Sigma Theta? <laughs> no. I was trying to say DC3, like Destiny's Child, oh, in Greek. Oh. But all who cross Destiny's Child, right? Or maybe all who didn't make line. For those who actually crossed, in my head, they are all currently married. And that is Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle, and LaToya. So since they all married, right, and are solidifying their children, they might as well just come back for a reunion tour because we are ready, okay? Vocals have sustained all of these years. They know they can blow. All have proven it on solo albums. I'm ready. My I'm spirit is ready. Too. I think that one day we will see them come back together. Bitch, can you imagine when we're like in our album? 40s and they're like, you know, in the, they cross over to 50 and they're just like, there wasn't always one child of destiny. That would be Beyonce talking. Our is going to be at the concert and the young kids going to be like, Ugh. like what the fuck? I'm like, can you pay the bills? Right. <laughs> I'm a survivor. Yo, Destiny's Child low-key needs some ballots because we cannot be 60 talking about some, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Oh, or, they do. Can you make me lose Riders my breath? the Wall has some great ballads. Like Stay? Yep. Or Sweet Sixteen. Do, Do you know, know where you run into? It's going to have to be Sweet Sixty. Yeah. <laughs> sweet Sixty. Yes. Do you know where your man is? Sweet like Southern Tea. Right. <laughs> you couldn't tell little Jackie nothing. Sixty <laughs> thought she knew it all. <laughs> Come on, Jackie. She was searching for the love she missed, yeah. So she left the nursing home. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with you. Yes. And in the vein of Destiny's Child, our little sibling, or she older than me, so she's my big sister, Solange left the Twitter because she was like, fuck these white supremacists. I don't have time. Were they tweeting her? I don't, well, let's I'm sure see. they were. As a, Probably. I actually just answered my own question. Probably. I'm sure they were. But she was just like, she deleted her Twitter account on Tuesday after showing support for Takia Thomas. Oh, sorry, Takia Thompson, the 22-year-old woman arrested for her involvement in the removal, the removal of the Confederate monument. And so she's tweeted, deleting my Twitter soon, but before I dip, when we going to pull up and what we got to do to get my new hero, Takia Thompson, free? All right, I told you, pull up. Um, she said she's been trying to study herself, been trying to practice self-preservation. So Solange basically quit to preserve herself. And I say, do it, girl. And that's what you need to do. To get us these tunes yeah. and these tracks. I try well, not to only, drink it away. It's not even about us, even though we enjoy that yeah. and we will take that always because we but love you yourself. so much. Self-care but preserve yourself. Self care is crucial. Preserve yourself because that's yeah. that's what's important. Preserve yourself. Do you know where you're going to? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's going on, music mogul? So this week I got into Sampha. He's a 28 year old British songwriter. We all know him from Too Much with Drake. Don't touch my hair. That's how Solange that we was just talking about. And one of my favorites, 4422 with Drake once again. 4422. Is that Sanford's part? You build it up to break it halfway through. Is that, Ain't that the truth? Ain't that what we do? Is that Sanford's part? Mm-hmm. 
He's like the male Anita Baker. He really is. Who, so he like, needs to do a remix. Listen to his album. He, his voice does have a very like. <laughs> his voice has a very passionate. Yes, um, I love his album. He's very emotional. I think his lyrics come out come through very well, especially with his piano playing because he's. Uh. Sample's so talented. Very, very talented. Um, and he plays the piano very well. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the instrumentals on that album were really nice. And they really contribute to the emotional aspects of the album. Um, I thought the album could be a little sad at times. But yeah. there was a good balance. He definitely knows how to bring you up and then take that ass back down. Yeah. So, shout out to Sampha. Um, I'm, I'm a little late in the game. He released his... Um, most recent album, um, highly anticipated album, Process. And it's so beautiful. It is. Um, back in February. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, forgive me, I'm a little late jumping on the bandwagon. You know, one of the things that popped in my head when I started to listen to his album, um, particularly, I think it's a song called Blood On Me that I really like. He reminds me of Jamiroquai from back in the day. He's in, in ironically... He's a British performer as well, mm-hmm. so I thought that I thought that was um, interesting. He he had that hit on um, Virtual Insanity, uh, that was really cool. So that's it for Hung Music. Yeah. If you guys have not already checked out Sampha, make sure you do. Please do. I, and Sampha is low key kind of fine. He's like a, a thick bag, and I, he is. And I would say listening to his music is one thing but watching him perform his music is a different experience so you should definitely check him out on youtube too uh, and as always you guys follow me on spotify i have two playlists i dante and i dante r&b they're both lit with over 200 tracks each and i'm constantly adding and updating and as usual, if you have any updates, um, I'm sorry, like music updates, like what you're listening to, any suggestions that you just want to share with us, as always, email us at hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. So what you doing this week? You hanging up? You hung up? I don't know. Can What's you go that? first? You want me to go first? Yeah. Well, I'll just, mine's real quick. Dump Trump, that's just default. Dump Trump, dump Trump. And, and, and that's in my Christine, um, what's her name? Million. No, on uh, on Instagram. She does the she's Oh, the Christine show? Miss yes, Charlene? Yes. She's Miss Charlene. Dump Trump! Dump Trump! That's, that's my Miss Charlene voice. Oh shit. Dump oh Trump. Gosh, you're dump Trump. The shit out of me. What? I don't know. I just oh, Tristan, that. torturing you. Um, and I'm also hanging up on Christopher Cantwell, which you actually brought up earlier when we started this conversation. He's an anti Semitic white supremacist. He also has a podcast and a blog called radical agenda and he's very racist and he's always posting racist rants about blacks and Jews he has confirmed and he encourages the violence at these rallies that we've been seeing these past few days Um, and he's also describing this as a movement and, and, and a violent one at that he defended the murder of Heather Heyer again may she rest in peace he said that the murder was justified so fuck you for that um, he's also been quoted as saying, we will fucking kill these people if we have to. You guys should really check out a Vice documentary. It's, why did I say it like that? Because <laughs> I was going to say docu at first. Vice documentary. Stay woke. Um, because it's a really eye-opening, I'm sure you were all 
glued to the TV and you saw everything that was going on this weekend. But it's a really great. It's what we saw on TV. We keep and that's the thing. We keep seeing the same pictures and the same videos on social media. But this documentary was about maybe 22 minutes long. It's on YouTube. You're really the person, and, and she's very brave, a white girl. She's a reporter, and she's there. She's literally in the middle. So you kind of feel the intensity. You feel the violence, and you see the evil that are in the eyes of these men as they are marching in their, in their chanting. So you should definitely check that out. Um, as you said earlier, he's been recently, I think this was two days ago, He's now crying online because he's worried about there's an, a, a warrant for his arrest and he's afraid to go to the police station because there's a quote-unquote state of emergency. He doesn't want to leave his house. <laughs> I think those death threats are starting to get to his ass because I'm sure the boys told him, I'm going to meet you outside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet you outside. The boys are back in town. Watch what the fuck you say. That's all I'm asking you, yeah. baby girl. That's all I'm saying. No, Wendy. Why would you wait? No, it was no, me. you got it. No, Whitney, no, watch, watch what, what you, you do. do. And that's how she said. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't no. know. No, Wendy, watch what you do. No, 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 that's what I'm Did saying. You think it's not about like, what I didn't I know do. my own strength on Oprah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Deanna told me. May, may she rest in peace. We know yes. you are a diva. And Brandy, and leave her alone so she can rest. But that's how her voice was. Um, I saw her in Central Park in New York when her last album just came out. Mm-hmm. She was on Good Morning America, and I went and saw her live. And unfortunately, it was the same thing. It was just like, oh, I, it wanted, wasn't the best. I wanted to yeah. hear the voice, and the voice was not there. But it was still great to see the legend, yeah. Whitney. So yeah. rest in peace, baby girl. And fuck you, Christopher, Trump, and the rest of y'all hoes. I'm hanging out. Yes. What's up? What you got? Um, I, I'm hung up. I'm just hung up on like positivity and gratefulness. Thank right? you for closing. We, like, we need some positivity. Oh, yes. bless. Yes. Bless. There is just, there literally is so much. And this week taught me, sorry, there's a fine man who walked past your window. Oh. This week has really taught me that there's like, sometimes you just want to <clears> complain, <throat> right? You want to fall into like these pits of just focusing on all the things that are not going right, whether it be like socially in your life in your pockets, in your mm. friendships, can't find your husband, whatever it may can't be. Can't find your money. Oh, okay. Because that's missing. It's missing. I don't know where Because a white man took that. I don't know. Well, you know, whatever the complaint may be, but like there is so much to be grateful for. And if you just really take a time to just sit back and reflect on the things that you not only have been brought through, but the things that are still going on in your life that are blessings, you realize you should not be complaining out here in these streets. So I am hung up on positivity, being grateful, and just chilling. I mean, at the end of the day, how much more can you ask for other than having air in your lungs? Because just waking up, we already doing better than a lot of people. True. So that's, I like how you tie that up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. So that was another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. But good. It was thank cute. you guys for tuning in another week. Yeah. Hanging with the guys. Hanging with the guys. And we hope to be interacting with you all through yeah. video. So Yeah. Sorry. Through video? Child might have to lose weight because you can have me out here looking like Please. Oh. Okay. Anywho, you can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IMP Ryan. That's I A M P R Y A N. 
And you can find me, Eric, <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at E Dante Cole. And you can find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D. And on Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. For sure. And don't forget, email us, send us your goodies. Eric, that was so sexual. That kind of gave me a little tingly in my stomach. <laughs> send us what you got. Yes. Send us everything. everything. Edibles, merchandise. Coupons. And when I say edibles, I'm just going to own my own identity. I will eat them all. I'll take some coupons for the fresh grocery, please. Yeah. I need <laughs> you some know help. only in Philly. They're going to send you Wegmans coupons. Then you're going to have to go all the way out to Pittsburgh. I'm going to end up spending more money than... True. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need the simple things in life. Yes. You know? So thank you so much, Some guys. Exes. We love you. Tune in and catch you next week. Next week. Peace. Bye.